Well, good morning. It's good to be with you. My name is Jeff Reams. If you don't happen to know who I am, I am the missions pastor, and today we're calling it Mission Sunday. It's a day where we pause and remember God's global purpose and what his mission is, and the fact that we are in this room because of God's mission, that God reached us. You know, from Genesis to Revelation, there's a story that weaves itself throughout the Bible, and that is God's desire to be known and to be worshipped among all people groups, all languages. We, I, I love how we reflected a little bit of that today on stage. I heard some of you trying to pronounce the telling you that's awesome. And uh, God is for all peoples and all nations wanting to be known and to be worshipped. And we're in this room because at some point God reached us. Somebody reached us. Somebody shared that message with us. And so it's not so much that Dunwoody Baptist Church has missions and emissions, all that kind of stuff, but that God has a mission and he's inviting us to work in it and to be involved in it. And so it's my privilege to oversee those things. And I have so many stories I could share with you today. It's been an incredible year, but we're going to introduce you to a few partners that we work with uh, today. We're blessed. I want to invite uh, Sridhar and Sridhavi to come on up. Um, the mission is too big for any one church, any one individual, anyone. Yeah, welcome them to the stage. Yeah. Supposed to have some mics up here. Anyway, um, it's too big for any one church, any one organization. We must partner together. We must work together uh, to see this work done. And we are blessed to have some amazing mission partners. I wish you got to sit where I do and, and have some of the days I, I get to have where I sit and I talk to people doing amazing things around the world and in our community. And this is just one example of a partnership, a wonderful partnership that we have with the Atlanta Telugu Christian Fellowship, we call it. Um, we've been working together for a couple of years now, but you guys have been around for a while. So tell us about ATCS and, and kind of what you do. Praise, Praise God. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity to be able to stand here and, uh, uh, you know, be able to share what we are doing here, you know, on behalf of uh, uh, me and all the families and the executive committee, Atlanta Telugu Christ Samavesham, uh, they're here. Uh, so, primarily, we uh, are an interdenominational fellowship, and uh, this has been formed uh, 27 years back. I mean, last August, we celebrated 27 years uh, uh, of God's grace in the ministry that we have been doing. So primarily, uh, we are like, uh, you know, the name itself says, Atlanta Telugu Christ of Samavesham. So the idea was to have a platform for the Indian Christian uh, families that are uh, migrating from India to be able to have an extended family, uh, to share the God's love and to be able to fellowship with them. And uh, so few things that we do uh, is that, you know, every Friday uh, we have a Bible study. Uh, currently, we are doing Book of Nehemiah. And every monthly once, every third Saturday, uh, thanks to Pastor and the uh, DBC board and Pastor Allen, you know, for giving us an opportunity to be able to do the prayer service here on every third Saturday. And also, uh, every, from beginning of New Year to all the way to Christmas, you know, every Christmas, uh, Christian uh, festival that we do, we celebrate uh, as part of our uh, Telugu services. And that's primarily what we do. And also in the summertime, like, you know, like last month, uh, we had uh, Independence Day and also we reach out local communities to be able to share the love of God. And also uh, what we do is to bring them uh, if possible and uh, let them know what uh, the love uh, that Christ has given. That's what we do, Pastor. Wonderful. Wonderful. We've got, we've got some of the leaders from the organization here. We welcomed them before, but you guys can stand back up just so you know. These are leaders. They're part of their, their leadership team. 
Um, thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, we've done some amazing things together. This past, just a month ago, about this time, we had India, celebrated India Independence Day. I didn't know the first thing about how to celebrate India Independence, and you all really helped us. We just hosted, and you planned it, and with members of the community, 850 people came to our campus to celebrate India Independence Day. It was incredible. <laughs> they just kept coming from all over Atlanta, all over North Georgia. It was incredible. So. So one of the reasons that, you know, the, the one that Pastor has said, right, you know, the, we are being an Indian, you know, we wanted to celebrate the culture that we are doing, the, the Independence Day that was done. And uh, so I stand, in, we stand, me and my wife, we stand in, in front of all of you to greet you. Uh, namaste is what we do. And uh, one of the privileges, and thanks to Pastor Jeff and the DBC community, is that, you know, Independence Day uh, was on August 15th, like the July 4th in here. Uh, August 15th is our Indian Independence Day. So like Pastor has said, uh, DBC has opened, uh, you know, the, the premises and uh, the Independence Day and 800. Last year it was 600 people of Indian community around the DBC area. And then this year it was 850. And we're expecting, like Pastor was saying, next year it's going to be more than 1,000 people. What a testimony to be able to worship and also share uh, Indian culture with uh, the pastor and the DBC. Thank you. It's been awesome. It's fantastic. Um, I want to pray for ATCS and, and invite you to pray for us as well. So if we would, let's lift up this organization and the leaders and um, just thank God for this partnership, helping us love our neighbors and, um, and, and serve in this community. Father, I thank you for Sridhar and Sridhar V and all the leaders here from ATCS. I thank you for their faithfulness over these many years. I thank you for the communities they've created, for people coming to this country to work, to go to school, and being so far away from their homes and their families and the churches maybe that they worshiped in, in India. They've created a community here where people can gather and make new friends and make a, develop new relationships and worship and study the word in a language that they're most familiar with. And that's, that's important, Father. This can be a lonely place sometimes to come to from another place. So I thank you for that and what ATCS has done building the community. I thank you for the relationship and helping us as Delmody Baptists learn how to minister in our community as it has changed greatly over the last 10 or 15 years and just the friendships that we've got. I pray that you bless them, Father. Continue to help them to make disciples who make disciples. We pray for a movement of your kingdom among the Indian community in Dunwoody, spreading out to Atlanta and to the nation, Father that you would be known and worshiped. And I pray that ATCS would get to see, see that, continue to see that. Fill the leaders with your spirit and your wisdom. And we thank you for this partnership in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So as I, thank you. So pastor has asked us to pray and I'll take this opportunity to pray in Telugu, which is our language. Uh, and I'm sure you already sang a Telugu song, so I'm sure you'll understand Telugu. <laughs> Prayer. <laughs> With that said, one verse I, I, you know, I want to share because the love that the DBC community shares is what the love that God's word says in Matthew 22, uh, 37 to 40. Love your God with all your strength, with, with the spirit and mind, and also love your, love your neighbor uh, that, like you love. So that's one of the things that you all demonstrate and, uh, you know, without uh, thanking our Lord and also want to thank again the DBC, Pastor Jeff and all the community for the wonderful way that you are all sharing the love. So let me pray in Telugu. 
పర్లోకి మందున్న మా తండ్రి మీ బంగారు పాదనకులు వందనములు స్థుతులు స్తోత్రములు నాయన ప్రోమరి ఈరోజున మీ నామం పేరిట ఇక్కడ నిలబడి ప్రోమరి అట్లాంటి తెలుగు క్రైస్తవ సమావేశంగా ప్రోమరి ఇక్కడ మిమ్మల్ని స్థుతించి ప్రోమరి ఆరాధించే అవకాశాన్ని మాకు ఇచ్చినందుకు స్తోత్రాలు నాయన మరి డీబీసీ కమ్యూనిటీని దీవించండి ప్రభు వారు చేసే పనిని దీవించండి ఇక్కడ కూడిన ప్రతి బిడ్డని దీవించి కార్చి కాపాడమని అడుగుతున్నాం వీ ప్రైజ్ గాడ్ ఫర్ ద వండర్ఫుల్ వే డీబీసీ ద కమ్యూనిటీ ఈజ్ పార్ట్నరింగ్ విత్ అట్లాంటా తెలుగు క్రైస్ సమావేశం టు బీ ఏ వెసల్ ఆఫ్ టెస్టమోనీ ఫర్ యో గ్లోరీ వి థ్యాంక్ యూ అండ్ వీ ఆస్ దిస్ ఇన్ ద నేమ్ ఆఫ్ అవర్ లార్డ్ అండ్ సేవియర్ జీసస్ క్రైస్ట్ ఆ మ్యాన్ I'll say that. I mentioned the word partnership. Um, I was at a meeting recently, and a guy told a story from Luke that just painted a picture for me of, what, of why we need to partner, why we need to work together. And not just as organizations, but individuals. A person to your left, to your right, in front of you and behind. Just start seeing each other as partners in this work. He told a story from Luke chapter 5, where Jesus is teaching on the shore And there's so many pressing in against him, he gets on a boat. And he's on Peter's boat. And after he finishes teaching, he says, Peter, why don't you go back out? And Peter's like, we've been, on, we've been out all night. The fish aren't biting. I'm a fisherman. I know when the fish are biting. I know how to use my nets. Fish aren't biting. But since you asked us to, we'll go out. So they go out. And they cast their net again. And the scripture says that so many fish were in the net that Peter had to call out to his partners for help. We're going to meet two partners in a minute. Jesse from Liberia called out to us for help. We're calling out to him for help. We're going to meet Brian, where he's serving, calling out, out to help. We're calling out to him to help. Atlanta Telugu Fellowship, I called him, help us. The work is too important. There's too much going on. And what I love about that story is that Jesus always sees an abundant harvest. He always sees the catch that we don't see. And he knows how to bring in the catch. And it doesn't come, I, I've been doing ministry 20 years and I'm learning. It doesn't come down to my skill, my talent, my knowledge. You guys on staff know that. Like it doesn't come down to these things, right? My play, ability to plan events or schedule things or our resources or our knowledge. Peter knew how to fish. He knew how to use a net. But that moment when he cast it, he realized, who is this man who can bring in such a catch? And from that moment on, Jesus said, you're no longer going to fish for fish. You're going to fish for people. And uh, I love that about Jesus. He always saw an abundant harvest when we don't see it. And we are just called to be faithful, to listen to his voice and cast that net when he says cast it. And he'll bring in the harvest. He'll bring in the fish. And I want to invite, I want to introduce a couple of leaders to come on stage with me, with me now who are casting their net in different parts of the world, but using their gifts. This is a second... Sunday in a series called Entrusted, where we're talking about using our gifts, our talents, and our abilities. And um, thank you, Pastor. Using our gifts, talents, and abilities. And today is about using our gifts. And I want you to meet these two amazing men. Welcome them to the stage, please. Yep. Get it? Whoop, there's the pictures now from five minutes ago, but that's all right. There we are. That's the, hey, let me just talk. That's all right. That's Independence Day. All right. That's Indian Independence Day. The dancing, that's Atlanta Telugu Christian Fellowship. Uh, I had a meeting in our dining room. That's part of the 800 that came in our gym. Don't tell the fire department. All right. 
And that's uh, Telugu Fellowship handing out resources that, uh, to folks that were there. It was an awesome, awesome night. And uh, yes, I don't know where we're going to host it next year, but anyway, it's going to be good. Um, thank you, guys. Thank you. So, Jesse, Brian, love that you're here with us today. Uh, introduce yourselves a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourselves and kind of your ministry, and then we'll get, get into more details. Who wants to kick us off? Good morning, my name is Jesse Togbadoya. I am the executive founder and executive director of Sustainable Liberia, a non-for-profit organization that makes disciple and empower people in rural Liberia in response to the Great Commission mandate of Matthew 28, 1920. We do um, empowerment and discipleship through five platforms. Um, education is one of those, discipleship and evangelism, one of those, infrastructure restoration and leadership development. In Liberia, we have three elementary schools in Balama, Bansu, and Go that provides primary education for over 800 boys and girls who are not only learning to read and write, they are also taking Bible as one of the core subjects of their curriculum. It has been amazing to see boys and girls learn about Christ and to develop their personal faith. As part of our education uh, and job training component of that program, we have a vocational training school in Painesville that teaches men and women how to cook and bake and driving and computer education to empower unemployed Liberians who join the workforce. We also have an infrastructure development program. As you know, food shortage has been one of the issues around the world. Ours is primarily because the country had just come from a major civil war not too long ago, and then the Russia-Ukraine crisis is really affecting the import of food around the world. So part of the way we mitigate that challenge is to supply seeds and tools to families in rural Liberia to help them cultivate gardens for food and income. We also scholarship young men and women so that one day, if Jesse cannot go, there will be people there to lead and to be a part of what we are doing in Liberia. But most importantly, we do it for one reason. As 1 Corinthians 9.23 says, we do it for the sake of the gospel that we will be a part of that blessings that follow, the blessings that follow. So we're grateful for DBC and the opportunity you've given us to serve together. Hey, DBC family, and I know many of you here don't need an introduction to me, but I think a lot of you do because there's so many new faces that I don't know. My name is Brian. My wife, Crystal, and I, along with our kids, Elise and Miles, we serve in Central Asia. And I've been a member of Dunwoody for 25 years. I met my wife through the singles ministry of this church. My kids were born into this church. They went to Awana and Sunday school through this church. So this is very much our home, and we feel like this is our family. So if you don't know us, we would love to get to know you. We're here through uh, through Christmas, we're going to be here through the end of December, so we would love to get an opportunity to know those of you who we've not had a chance to meet yet. But it was about 10 years ago, Crystal was serving on staff here. Crystal was the Tanya before Tanya. 
She served with Brenda in the children's ministry, and I was working with refugees here in the Atlanta area. And God just really started working on our heart that he was calling us to be full-time overseas workers. And so many of you know that our story was we went out to work with Afghans and Iranians in Germany. And we did that for about seven and a half years. We were working with the immigrants, you know, the refugee crisis that happened in Europe, but primarily with Farsi and Dari speakers there in Germany. And it was about a year and a half ago that God called us to do a new job, and we moved to a really large city in Central Asia. And I know this is being broadcast, so I'll be careful with the words that I use today, but I'll test your geography to see if you can figure out where we live. The city we live in is about 17 million people, and it sits on two continents. There's a strip of water that separates the two, partly Europe, partly Asia. We live on the Asian side, so I always make the joke I can have breakfast at home in Asia and go meet a friend in Europe for lunch, and then be home in the afternoon back to Asia again. So that's where we are now. God has called me into a leadership role, and I serve uh, on that uh, team where we pastor and shepherd and serve the 476 called out ones that serve throughout Central Asia. But at the same time, Crystal and I still get to do ministry among Afghans and Iranians there in our large city. Fantastic. Most of us We'll never go to Liberia, although we are sending a team in a, in a couple of months. Excited about that. We'll talk more about that in a minute. And most of us will never go where you're living. So give us a little more, describe in more detail your context and who you're working with and what some of the realities are there, if you would. Um, Liberia is a country located in Western Africa, at the very tip of Africa. And we, over the years, have benefited a good, the good work of missionaries around the world, but as this work has faced off over the years, we have not only been challenged to take care of ourselves, we are learning to, to provide what we need to take care of ourselves. So the country, I wouldn't say Liberia, Liberia has some exposure to Christianity, but what is interesting about the spiritual life of the people there is that you will meet Liberians who are Christian by birth, by tradition, or by family lineage. Most of them do not have a personal relationship with Christ. Now, that's in the urban area where missionaries serves, uh, served when they were in Liberia. In the rural part, however, you will meet people who have multiple faiths. I mean, multiple faiths. F with, uh, with S, multiple faiths, but that may not be necess necessarily grounded in Christ. So our job as a ministry or our challenge, which happens to be an opportunity, is to help build a bridge between indigenous faith and faith in Jesus Christ, leading people from what they believe to what we believe in Jesus Christ. And it has been a journey. And we're grateful for Don Woody Baptist Church and all of, I know evangelism and discipleship is, cool, is very core for this congregation. It has been amazing how we have done that over the years um, with the support of your church. So our context, as you can imagine, in Central Asia is we're working with Muslims. So throughout Central Asia, Islam is the dominant religion. It's virtually 100% in most of the countries in Central Asia. So that's the context in which we work. I think what becomes a little bit of a surprise for many Westerners, however, is that 
Islam in many places is a culture, it's cultural. Like Christianity can be cultural in the West, Islam is that way in many countries in Central Asia. In the country that we live in, it's quite a secular country. Of course, everyone's going to tell you they're a Muslim. That doesn't mean that they're devout. It doesn't mean that they go to the mosque. Yes, we hear the call to prayer five times a day, but it doesn't mean everyone is going. Yes, they're going to celebrate all of the Muslim holidays, just like most Americans celebrate Christmas or have an Easter brunch. It doesn't make us all Christians. Islam is that way. That's the context in which we work. Had lives here in Atlanta before going. You talked about your work with refugees, and Jesse, Jesse and I met in seminary uh, <laughs> a while back, uh, and uh, we're sitting in class together. Neither of us had gray hair then, but we were sitting next to each other, and I was like, "Who is this guy?" And um, but you were getting your MDiv, you got your MBA from Mercer at the same time. Had an accounting working for an accounting firm here. Some folks would have said, "Hey." send the money back, you know, make some good money here and send it back. What, what motivates you guys? Because this is not easy work. Uh, you had lives back here. What, what is motivating you to, to do what you do? Um, passion was really my key motivator. As Je- uh, Jeff said, I was okay in America. I really work hard. I think some of you may see me work the grace of God, not really me. Uh, I work with a limp because I don't know what I thought I could do that do two degrees, seminary degree, and another degree at the same time working a full-time job. It was tough, but my goal was at the end of the day, I wanted to earn my share of the American dream. I wanted a house by the lake too. So from seminary, I jumped straight into accountancy. I was doing my thing. But then I went to work and I sat there just empty. I mean, I was doing the job, but I was not happy. And I was wondering why my unhappiness. So I said to myself, perhaps God is saying something to me. I started to pray. And God just spoke to me in such a direct way, like God has used you and used people and their resources to get you to America to be a successful Liberian boy who goes to school, find a good job, wife and children. Are you going to be the end of this story? Is the story going to end here? And that's how I was motivated, resigned my job. But then I knew that I had gifts with my education, et cetera. I had abilities. But, and then I had a passion for helping my people because I could have stayed here, work, and send money home every month and would still have some to live. But then um, I wanted to make sure that besides just sending money, I wanted to help my people out of physical and spiritual poverty. So sending money would not be the solution. So hesitantly, I pray for God to clarify my call, where it is that my gifts, talents, and ability will come together in a ministry context so that when I'm there, I can be the best use in that community. And prayer was very essential to this. You know, that's, that's great, Jesse. Yeah, yeah. We'll come back to something you just said there. That's good. What about you, Brian? I think some people in this room probably could tell this story as well as I can. Um, you know, Crystal and I felt like God was using us in the jobs we had here. Crystal was doing a good job here in the children's ministry, and I felt God using me in the refugee ministry. But there just really came a time when God pressed upon both of us at the same time that there's a lost world out there, and the 
darkness is great and the lostness is great. And he really pressed upon us, now's the time, now's the time to go. And I think that was really part of the motivation was we really felt this desire to go and push against darkness. Not that it's in our strength, it's totally in his strength, but we really felt this, there is a lost world we feel that, we know that, God has equipped us and gifted us, how can we not go? How, that was kind of the question that we asked ourselves, how can we not go? That's where we were. Why should I go, or should I go to, how could I not? Yeah, that's good, and Jesse, I love what you talked about there, just staying with it long enough and praying it through, because there's a temptation just to kind of justify, and say, well, you know, or try to dismiss those thoughts. I know for me, I, I want to ask you guys, what, what, what have you learned about using your gifts now? That was, that was kind of your motivation back then, but, but what have you learned since then about using your gifts for God in the work that he's called you to do? Um, anybody share about that? Um, I think the time in Liberia has not only helped me understand how God wants me to be a part of what is happening there, because before I got there, I knew God was at work there. But God has just clarified my call in such a way that I can sit and pray and say, God, I know this is why I'm here. I'm not here for this reason. I am here for this one. So, and then I've learned besides, because what are the odds with a business degree and seminary degree? I'm there setting up businesses and churches because it's a weird combination when I tell people what I do they're like are you a pastor or you are entrepreneur I say I am a pastor or entrepreneur so but <laughs> but what God but we do it for the all to the glory of God for the sake of the gospel but what God has really clarified for me is that a call is not a job I I do not have a job I have a journey that I travel with others because I know by myself I will not go far. That's why I need DBC. That's why I need Alan Tolliver and Jeff. <laughs> and Adam Newton, who brought this whole Coco story out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are seeing him in a couple of months. And uh, yeah, it's, they're using their gifts. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, that's good. It's not, it's not just a job. And we can sort of settle into that sometimes, settle into a role. Maybe started with a calling, but now I'm executive director of a nonprofit or I'm whatever. And uh, yeah, that's good. What about you, Brian? Yeah. What I'd like to add there is what I've learned in the last 10 years is it's just not about me. It is all about him and what he is doing. It's not about what I can bring to the table. It's not about these gifts. Praise the Lord, he has given me some gifts and some talents, but it's for his use and his glory. And I think that was probably not always solidified in my head. Maybe there was some, well, not maybe, there was some pride there or look what God has given me or what I can do. But it was also a lack of understanding of missions and what, how God can use us in missions. And I think from an early age, sitting in the pews of churches, I heard about missions and I knew about missions, but I had it in my head that yeah, I had to have that huge degree, you know, the PhD from seminary, and I had to be this great theologian. Or maybe I had this idea, yeah, God can use a doctor in missions. I've heard of, you know, hospitals in Africa that they need doctors. And, but I really didn't grasp that God can use me. He can use anybody. 
for his for his glory and for his kingdom. The organization that we work for, let me just tell you how God can use anybody doing anything. The organization we work for, we have CrossFit gyms in the Middle East where people operate CrossFit gyms so that they can share the gospel with people. You don't have to be a PhD in theology. I love those things. They're, they're good. And I'm happy people have them. And I'm happy that there are medical doctors out there. Those are wonderful things. Do you like fitness? You can work in a CrossFit gym and tell someone about Jesus. Do you like photography? God can use those skills. And I don't think as a kid I had that always right in my head. So if I say anything that encourages you out there, take the gifts and talents that God has given you. Use them for his glory and his kingdom, his purposes, wherever he has planted you. Now, he may be calling you to come up out of Dunwoody and... Lord willing, go somewhere else. Listen to that call in his life. Talk to me. Talk to Jeff. Talk to someone. Uh, that's why we're here. We, we, we partner with you in that and help you figure out that call and, and support you in that journey. We've got numerous people out from our church now. I, I love what you said there, Brian, because I didn't get that in high school. I thought my gifts and my talents were for me to get a good job, you know, have it, the home and the kids and have it all have life on a trajectory here. And I wish I had thought about it sooner. That whatever calling, whatever job I might have ended up in, those gifts are for his glory, ultimately. Um, and um, I can be a part of that work here or around the world. You teach. Numerous opportunities you use those gifts around the world, whatever it is. Um, well, tell us a story in our last couple of minutes. You know, tell us, a, tell us a good story. What's going on? What have you seen happen from your context? Tell us a story. Uh, I see God at work in Liberia. But I see, also see God at work here at DBC. And it's amazing how over the past 15 years, when we went to Liberia as a war-torn country, there was a lot of division among tribal lines, denominational lines, etc. And then as we, DBC and Sustainable Liberia partner to do some work in post-war Liberia, especially in the little village where we have a common project, which is um, Go and Bansu Elementary School. This village is about 7,000 in population. It has four rural congregations who were not speaking to each other. They were calling each other names. They were pointing fingers because some people feel so they feel some of their uh, other congregation felt they were holier than them. Some of them um, were not worshiping the true Jesus. So there was this big confusion among people who literally were families. But church became different thing for them. So DBC and Sustainable Liberia intervened in this situation. Even when we send mission teams, we split them up. Some people go to Lutheran Church, some people go to Methodist Church, and some people go to Deeper Life Church. Because we want to make sure that we are balanced in how we engage this community because we knew that they were already a community torn apart. So over the years, as we discipled them, we were able to encourage the churches to start having Bible study together. They started a whole Bible study together to watch the Jesus film together and even hold worship services together. So as I looked at them one day sitting in front of our mission house, I said to myself, 
God is actually reconciling and rebuilding Liberia, a new Liberia that is not based on denomination, not your tribe, or not your social economic status. And we're very grateful for um, your team um, for being a part of that. In fact, one of the excitement I got to share this, I hope Jeff, Jeff, Jeff gets to talk about it. We have one of your former employees of DBC now join my team, Nicole. Many of you may know Nicole Morgan. She is an added advantage. She's truly value added to our team, and she's here in the foyer. Please uh, stop by and learn about working in Liberia and tell Nicole thank you for joining our team because that frees me up. That frees me up to pay attention to what is happening in Liberia and not worry about routine, administrative work, et cetera, which I'm not good at. <laughs> Thank you, oh, sorry. Good. Yeah, so I'd love to share with you about um, what's happening in the country of Iran. I think so many times in the West, what we see about Iran is on the news and it's always negative or our governments hate each other. You see people on the streets in Tehran shouting, you know, death to America. The reality in Iran right now is the fastest growing church in the world is happening in Iran. It is praise the Lord, right? Amen. 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 Yeah. Um, it's happening in underground churches. It's happening in house churches. It's all happening underground. It's the fastest growing church in the world. And so you support us by being where we can be. One of the things that we're able to see is Iranian believers come out for a couple of weeks, and we do big-time training with them and just pour into them for a couple of weeks so that they can fly back into Iran and continue working and doing what God has called them there to do, to share the gospel and to make disciples. It's not safe for me as an American citizen with my passport to go into Iran and be there like that, but we can bring those believers out, pour into them, and train them, and send them in. And that's just really exciting. And in this new role that God has given me and placed me in, I get the opportunity to see really what he's doing throughout Central Asia. And guys, I could just talk to you for hours about some amazing stories of how God is calling men and women and boys and girls out of that dark, dark, dark religion of Islam and into his glorious light. It truly is remarkable. And this is my opportunity to say thank you because we are here we're here for a few months. We want to spend some time and get to talk to you personally, but we're able to be where we are because you do what you do. You give, you pray, you love us, and you support us, and we very much see ourselves as an extension of Dunwoody Baptist Church. So I, I'd love to share with you some more stories like that because I want you to feel that you are a part of that. You are part of what God is doing, pushing back against that darkness, bringing people into his kingdom. That's awesome. Um, I love, what, I love what you shared there about Iran. If you want to, there's actually a video, a movie on YouTube you can watch called Sheep Among Wolves, which tells the story of the growth of the church in Iran. And if it could happen there, my goodness, why shouldn't it be able to happen here? Jesus sees the harvest. He knows where the fish are, and he knows how to catch them. And we just have to be willing to throw our nets out and hear and obey. And he can use any gift. I love what, I, I don't know what you've heard today, but I've heard he can use anything um, and use anybody. In fact, Peter, who was in that boat that day, would later write this. Each one of you should use whatever gift he's received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. I love that you're bringing God's grace to, li to Liberia. 
to division and, and, and to where you're serving, right? God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. It's ultimately not about me or you. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. What did you hear when you leave today? What, what did you hear? Did, what, are you, what are you asking yourself? Daily, we have to surrender our, our, our time and our talents and our agendas and our calendars to Jesus. Say, how would you use me today? Otherwise, I get caught in my own headspace and get caught up in my own calendar. So how, leaving here today, I want you to ask yourself, Lord, how, how would you use me? Where would you use me today? Maybe it's in your family. Maybe it's in your neighborhood. Maybe it's here at the church. If you understood what we said today, that means you understand English. And tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, we're going to have some folks out in their lobby practicing their English. And so we could, you could come and just have a conversation. Simple things like that, right? You never know how God might use you. If you're looking for an opportunity, we have more than enough. But maybe there's something else we haven't even dreamed of. And I can be of help or some of our pastors. We love having those conversations with people over coffee. And we'd love to help you walk through that, walk through that journey. But guys, thank you for being here today. Um, yeah. I want to pray for, let's pray for these two guys and uh, thank you for your partnership. Look forward to coming, maybe seeing you guys in a couple of years, maybe. And then Jesse in November, we got a team going out doing some water irrigation projects and some solar stuff and things I don't understand, but uh, it's, it's going to be awesome. And, uh, and we, just, we just love you guys. So let's pray together. Father, thank you for the privilege of being servants in your kingdom. Whatever that looks like, whatever that means, there's no job too small. Father, none of us have earned that privilege. None of us have earned that right, Father. But by your grace, you've invited us into your kingdom through your son. And I thank you for these two leaders, for Brian and Jesse, for their faithfulness day in and day out, doing the small things over and over and over to hear and obey you. And I thank you for what they've gotten to see and experience, for the healing that's happening in Liberia and the and what's happening in Central Asia. Father, as you're calling people into your kingdom, I thank you for these leaders. I pray that this time here in America around their, their brothers and sisters here would be refreshing and, and fill them. I thank you for Brian and his family. Lord, it's been a family commitment to this work. And I thank you for them and their faithfulness. And uh, just give them wisdom and guidance. Thank you for their time here. Thank you for this church and the amazing partners we have. And Lord, uh, show us as we leave this place, show us how would you, what gifts you've given us and how you, Uh, you would use them for your kingdom. We surrender it to you in Jesus' name. Amen.